And tonight I'm doing the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom is the practical application of knowledge and understanding to get results. It is the ability to formulate strategy to win. When you formulate a strategy to win, they call you a wise man. The anointing gives us skill to produce excellence. Wisdom is a powerful thing. So Jesus himself had to grow in stature and in wisdom. No matter how anointed you are, you must increase in wisdom. No matter how anointed you are. The Bible said, God gave Jesus the spirit, not by measure. That means he was anointed in a measureless fashion. And one of the experience, one of the expressions of Jesus' anointing is the fact that he grew in wisdom. He operated in wisdom during his earthly ministry. And this enabled him to avoid conflict when it was necessary to do so. One of the benefits of wisdom is that you know the battles to fight and the battles not to fight. It's an act of wisdom. Spiritual sagacity. You know you should fight this battle, you shouldn't fight that battle. That battle you should avoid it and so on and so forth. But I want to speak about wisdom in a way that will surprise many of you today. And I'm looking at the life of Jesus Christ and the expression of his wisdom. Matthew 22, verse 15 to 22. Matthew 22, verse 15 to 22. Then when the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk, and they sent out unto him his disciples, and they sent out unto him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, Master, we know that thou art true and teachest the way of God. In truth, neither carest thou for any man, for thou regardest not persons, the persons of men. Tell us therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? And Jesus perceived their wickedness and said unto them, Why tempt you me, you hypocrites? Show me the tribute money. And they brought unto him a penny. And he saith unto them, Whose image and whose superscription? And they said, Caesar's. Then he said unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. When they had heard these words, they marveled and left him and went their ways. I want to be speaking on um, the fact that we need the wisdom to deal with the money war. Tell somebody sitting by you, you need wisdom to deal with a money war. Tell somebody there is a money war in your family. Tell somebody there is a money war on the land. Tell someone there's a money war in the kingdom. That's money, money war. Money warfare. Nobody is saying it, but a lot of the warfare we fight are about money. And that is because money is such a powerful force in our world. And very soon you will understand. 
Proverbs 24, the verse number 6. For by wise counsel thou shalt wage thy war. And in the multitude of counselors there is safety. By wise counsel. So may God give you wise counsel to win the money war. The Bible said wisdom is a defense. It also said money is also a defense. Now, the Pharisees are engaging in a warfare with Jesus. Many levels of warfare. Some of it was spiritual warfare. Some of it was, um, word, word, I mean, all kinds of war. Accusations. He's using the power of Beelzebub to cast out devils. When they do that one, it's not working. They jump to another one. When they do something else, it's not working. They jump to another one. When they do another one, it's not working. They jump to another one. Now, they brought another war. And this one was a war of money. Go back to the Matthew 22. So the Bible said, the Pharisees, and you know that the Pharisees were the biggest religious sect in the land of Israel. Their following was huge. They were the Sadducees. And um, very soon I'll come to the people called the Herodians. But the Bible said the Pharisees, knowledgeable, Jewish people, scholars, knowledgeable in the law of Moses, adherents of the law of Moses, they took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. And they sent out unto him their disciples with the Herodians. The Herodians were the believers in Herod the Great. Who believed that Herod the Great was the Messiah. And they also believed that you should pay tax to Caesar. So Herod takes the tax and he sends it to Caesar. Let me. Look at the verse number 15 again. Then when the Pharisees and took counsel. How they might entangle him. Verse 18. But Jesus perceived their wickedness. Everybody say entanglement. And everybody say wickedness. Come on, shout it again. Entanglement. And say wickedness. Every day, somebody is trying to entangle you. That word entangle means to ensnare or to entrap. They took counsel. I was sitting on the bed, mama, and I was preparing for this message, and I realized that all my life, I have never planned to pull anybody down. Not even with my wife. I've never talked to my wife and said, how do we entangle somebody? Now, I'm surprised that Pharisees, who are religious leaders, have gone to a meeting, and the agenda of the meeting is the entanglement of Jesus. Let's lay a trap for him. Let's lay a trap. Let's entangle him with questions on taxation. Oh, 
So somebody can give you a phone call and it's a trap before they planned it because they planned it. Somebody can come to you and ask you for money and it's a trap because they planned it. So, whilst you are sitting now, not thinking about who to destroy, some people are somewhere, religious people, carrying the Bible and they are taking plans, counsel to entrap you. Your agenda is to save souls. Somebody's agenda is to entrap you. You are walking about in the world, minding your own business. Some people's agenda is to rape you. So they are planning how to get you into a place, put something in a drink, and while you are asleep, they rape you. They are trying to trap you. They've seen that you are a nice girl and they must marry you by armies. So they put together a grand scheme to marry you and turn you into an unbeliever. They have a plan to come into the church as if they are born again and before long they pollute the church. It's a plan. But you see, when the plan is coming from unbelievers or the plan is by witches and wizards, you don't get surprised too much. But when you see pastors and leaders and religious people carrying a Bible, speaking in tongues and prophesying a plan to entrap you, it's scary. So I'm sitting now and I'm thinking, so is it possible that two people can meet Three people can meet and all their plan is to entrap somebody. So they ask you a simple question and it's a trap. And these days they can be talking to you and they turn down their mobile phone and they are recording everything you are saying. I can tell you on authority by the grace of God that up till today I don't know how to record a message when I'm talking to somebody on phone. Incidentally, why do I need it? Sometimes when I hear somebody say, I was conversing with him and I recorded what he was saying, I say in my head, you are a very wicked man. How were you conversing with somebody and recording what the person was saying without the person's knowledge if you are not a son or daughter of Satan? You should be ashamed to even say that. I recorded what you were saying conversation between me and you you ask me question I answered you and you want to use it against me and you didn't give me opportunity to record what you were saying so they took a plan it was a scheme they met they discussed they talked about it now this man we will bring him down this woman we will bring that down so the Bible said in the verse number 18 and thank God you are there for me. Jesus perceived their wickedness. So they were going to entrap him and the trap was a trap of wickedness. Wickedness can be witchcraft, divination, enchantment. You and I think wickedness is only when witches are meeting to chew meat, to eat human flesh. But then I realized that the entanglement and the wickedness we are dealing with here was not an entanglement of um, witchcraft to kill directly, but it was a war 
where money was going to be moved from the kingdom of God or the people of Israel into Caesar's account. So the whole of this war was how do we move money and shift money from Israel into the kingdom of the Romans so that the money now is not under the control of God's people but the money is under the control of Caesar. So that they use it literally to worship Caesar. So they came to Jesus and the, the entanglement was this. Is it lawful to pay tax to Caesar? If Jesus says no, they will say he's a rebel. If he says yes, he has endorsed the shipping and shifting of money from the kingdom of God into the worship of Caesar. So Jesus said, bring me the tribute money. Bring me the tribute money. So they brought the money. He said, whose image is on this? They said the big six. In Ghana, is the big six. But in those their times, it was Caesar. Whose image is this? They said Caesar. He said, render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. And to God, the things that are God's. That is wisdom. What he's saying is that, you know what? If it is right for Caesar to have money, it is also right for God to have money. You need financial wisdom to understand that the kingdom of God needs money. And I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we need money now in the kingdom of God more than ever before. I have seen many times somebody say, oh, but you know, Reverend, um, money is not that important. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Several years ago when you came to Bogatanga, how to get a good hotel to stay in was difficult. By the grace of God, some of our people have had money where they can put up some nice hotels. So it is nice. We have a place to sleep. But if you come to Bogatanga now and get a medical emergency, needs first class world class medical attention you cannot get it in Bogatanga not because demons are attacking you but because there is no money in Ghana to do those kind of hospitals in places like this so in Ghana ordinary laboratory test you must go to Accra When I read the statement, money answered all things. Listen, you can count the number of qualified medical doctors who are in Bogatanga. You can count them like this. If you count in your point seven, you are blessed. Huh? Mimi, I don't think we have ten doctors in Bogami. I don't know. I don't know the statistics serious medical and when it comes to talking about the specialist I don't think there's a heart surgeon in Bogatanga 
So touch wood. If you get a problem in Bogatanga and it needs a heart surgery, you are gone because the theater to look after you in Bogatanga is not there. Therefore, you and I, by warfare, we kill the spirit of poverty because the lack of the specialist and the lack of the hospital is not because of the ghetto, it's because of poverty. Same with education. There is kind of some kind of school you won't find here. You will not find a Ghana international school here because people can pay the fees. It's a war. It's a spiritual war. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, anytime wickedness, so the Bible said Jesus perceived their wickedness. Anytime wickedness wants to entrench himself, he uses poverty as the launching pad to perpetrate wickedness. So we bind the spirit of witchcraft through the lack of money. He said, bring me the, 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 the money. The, now, now, people have asked Jesus a question. The question has to do with entanglement. The question also has to do with, uh, what is the name? Wickedness. And Jesus said, bring me the tribute money. I thought if they are asking Jesus a question, and Jesus perceives their wickedness. He will say, shall we pray? No, because when you perceive wickedness, what do you do? Don't you say pray? So I thought when Jesus perceived their wickedness, he will say, shall we pray? But he perceived their wickedness and said, bring me the tribute money. I thought if Jesus perceived the wickedness, he would call for prayer, he would call for prophecy, he would say the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but he perceived their wickedness and called for carnal money. I thought if he perceived their wickedness, he would say we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this world. But he called for the tribute money. People, there are some of the entanglements Satan has against the church. Some of the wickedness the devil has against the church. What we should be calling for is more money and more finances. I pray that more money, more finances will come into your life in the name of Jesus. Most of the thing the devil is using to destroy you is money. The reason the devil is winning the cause, the cases in the court is money. The reason the devil is getting the land and you are not getting the land is money. The reason the devil's children are getting the best education and you are getting the poorest education is money. The reason the wealthy people have the best hospitals and we don't have them is money. The reason the unbelievers are living in a nice house and you are squatting in a single small room is because of money. Face it. What you are facing is not a witchcraft problem. It's a poverty problem. Bring me 
the tribute money. Their argument was an argument of taxation. So he said, bring me the money they used to pay the tax. In your case, your argument is in the area of business. Bringing goods, having goods and not having goods. May the money come. Your argument is about a land. May the money come. Your argument is about a piece of property. May the money come. I pray in the name of Jesus that any problem you have tonight and the answer is money. May the money come. You, you know, you know, I've said it repeatedly, Chairman. I have said it again and 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 again. That Fountain Gate Chapel is a very good church. Some amount of prosperity, some amount of blessing. We pray, we are holy, we know the word, we are humble. But if we get some kind of money, there are many things we can do. And I pray in the name of Jesus, may you receive the grace to get the money. The money your husband cannot bring, receive the anointing to bring in that money. The money the engineer husband you have cannot bring in. May you sell Okro and get that money. Come on, shout it! He perceived their wickedness. And he said, bring me the tribute money. I thought if I perceive wickedness, I'll say call the prayer warriors. Jesus said, bring me the tribute money. When the people are outclassing you, oh Jesus. Hurry up, Peter. I thought when they are outclassing you in business, you will call for fasting and prayer. No, but I'm telling you, if they are outclassing you in business and they are using money, may you get more money to outclass. Listen, God has anointed me and blessed me with the word. That is true. But I'm telling you, if He had anointed me and blessed me with the word and baptized me with poverty, I would not be standing where I'm standing. I had the wisdom early to believe God that anointing and poverty they don't go together. I'm telling you, being very anointed and being very poor, they are frustration twins working together. Can I prophesy on you today? Any money you need in life, may you find it. Oh, I come against the witches that are preventing me from getting the house. I come against the witches that are preventing me from the land. It is not witches. It's lack of money. The day you get the money, you will buy the land. Receive the money to win the war. In the name of Jesus. Come on, shout yes. Look at when God gave us some bit of money. See the kind of church we built in Bogatanga. See the compound. You cannot go to any church in Accra, look at the compound, and come to Bogatanga and look at our compound and be embarrassed. No. 
When you come to Bogatanga, look at our compound. It's at the same level, if not better. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? And it's not because we were speaking in tongues. We had financial faith. May you receive financial faith. I like what Jesus said. He said, bring me the tribute money. The argument was about tax. The argument was about tribute. He said, bring me the tribute money. If your argument is about land, receive the land money. If your argument is about business, receive the business money. If your argument is about education, receive the education money. If your argument is about marriage, receive the marriage money. Come on, somebody else. I remember I knew a couple. I knew a couple. They were in what in courtship for many, many years. And they were not married. So one day I called them and I asked the man, Do you love the woman? He said, I love her. How many years have you been courting? He mentioned the number of years. I think Methuselah was, was not yet born. I said, so why are you not married? He said, daddy, the means to marry her is not there. 